The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It is March 6th, 2023. This is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a Home Before Dark podcast. Thank you for turning, tuning in on this lovely Monday evening in Atlanta where we are sweating. Um, I am Tim Herb. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Mr. Kevin Bradley, over remotely this week. Broke the streak over to the side uh, if you're watching on YouTube. And Dan James down below. You're, he's the he's the Ted Lasso of, uh, of Brits, I think. What do you so mean? like, you know how Ted Lasso is giving American coaches a bad name? I'll give Brits a bad name. You give Brits a bad Brit British soccer pundits, football pundits a bad name, Dan. Yeah, exactly. You set you set British soccer pundits back twenty years. You do consider me a, a soccer pundit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'll take it. I just I just simultaneously gave you a compliment. Soccer muppet. A, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll I'm just take it by the scruff of the neck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta do better, oh, Tim. Gotta do better, mate. <laughs> All right, let me hear your Scouse accent. I don't think I've ever asked for it. Fucking stealing cars, you know? <laughs> if I close my eyes, I hear that's either Jamie Carragher or Stevie G. Like I just Stevie G. <laughs> or Trent Alexander Arnold. Actually, I don't think he really has that thick of an accent. I don't know. I may be wrong. Anyway. Um, how's everybody doing tonight? As we watch right? the trap fill up, Richard Gordon, Elliot Beaven in here before the bell. Speaking of which, hit the subscribe button, notification bell icon, get notified whenever we go live, and uh, hit the hit the like button. We would be still, very much still an undefeated it. season, baby. I like it. It's a good way to be two weeks in. I don't know, man. There are certain people on Twitter that I that make me think this is so far we're having a worse year than last year. <laughs> <laughs> if those same people were bitching the first week that uh, and are still bitching, I don't know what more improvement you would want to see week over week than what we saw coming off a of week one into week two. More goals, Kevin. More goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ain't that right, Governor? Yeah. That's right. Right, bruv. More goals, right, bruv. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to go on all night, isn't it? I need you to do that. I need you to just speak in, speak in a Scouse accent the entire... Actually, let me hear your Geordie. You got a Geordie? Why, hey, man. <laughs> Love that Miguel uh, Maron, you know. 
Okay. We need that the entire show, so nobody knows what the fuck Dan is saying. It's taken him six plus years at this point to, uh, to pin you down. You have a, this is going to sound bad, but you have a very clean accent, Dan. Thanks. It's very, uh, very easy to distinguish. Thanks. I've yeah. uh, been at, well, so when you're from Birmingham, so I went to school in Birmingham. Didn't go to school. I grew up in Birmingham and went to school on the south coast. And um, in Brighton, people, no, well, not too far in Portsmouth. Oh, so gotcha. uh, I would get a lot of shit from people in college because I had every when I'd have a drink or two, I'd fall into like the a Birmingham accent, and uh, which com- has had a lot of ridicule across the country <laughs> just because you know it sounds kind of stupid, like. <laughs> so. Well, everybody, what if I've, if I've learned anything as an adult is that. Most countries hate the in the the central parts. Yep, right. The flyover country. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I remember I met this kid at college, and he was like, "Yeah, usually we just like to cut off everything north of like Oxford, which is kind of South Midlands, and just push that off into the sea." And I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> that's a great conversation starter <laughs> so where are you from dan uh, <laughs> and i was like the uh, only person from birmingham i was the only one yeah, ventured far enough south yeah so anyway um all right i don't know where you guys want to get started um i did allude like oh let me see do we get anybody to respond anybody anybody respond on twitter no i did Oh, Dan. God almighty. <laughs> <laughs> or at least use your burner account, Dan. The call is coming from the house. I mean, house. you could think that my actual account is my burner account because I only have like 200 followers. That's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know where you guys want to get started. Like I said, I, I in that tweet, I really did feel like I watched some fight, not fighting, but just like back and forth from people. Like, I'm just going to say Rob Usry was very, very, very much down in the dumps about the way we were playing. And I saw him having back and forth with people and people were like, basically two weeks in a row. I feel like half of the fan base is asking the other half of the fan base, what game did you watch? Because I don't, I didn't see it that way. So I don't know. I don't know. Where where do you want to start, Kevin? I'm glad I've stayed off of all of that. Maybe we start there. Like just... (laughs) Just watch the match and just enjoy it for what it is. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. You know, to Pierce Hicks point, it's okay to be happy. Like, come on, man. Like, it's the second week of the season. Yes, there's going to be issues. Yes, there's going to be things that can be done better. But there was a lot of really good play throughout that match. And for uh, especially against a Toronto squad that was as compressed as they were for the entirety of that match to go down by a goal, come back and, and draw it. Arguably, I would say win it, uh, depending on which way that offside call goes. I still don't see where it was offside personally. I haven't gone back and looked at it in put my ruler on the TV, but at least from what we saw during the broadcast, it looked like it was still onside. But, um, but yeah, like I said, yes, there's still things to be desired and things will continue to develop, but Yakimakis's first goal or first appearance um, team really on the front foot for the entirety of the game, absolutely dominating 
every metric. Like, yes, they won every metric the first week, but they dominated it in week two against an opponent that really did just sit back and, and take a barrage for 90 minutes for the most part. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you're just putting rulers on your screen now, Kevin, rather than before. Um <laughs> What? I feel say even Bob Bradley at his press conference was saying how they couldn't play. They couldn't play the game they wanted to because Atlanta United's press was so heavy. Yeah. I mean, they had that one breakaway and obviously scored, which is <laughs> kind of frustrating. But um, the, the, we had such a heavy press on them. They, they just really couldn't get out of it or organize. And it was just... Uh, Bodies in the box, last ditch defending. Sean Johnson having a ridiculous. ridiculous I mean, Sean Johnson just time after time after time standing on his head, man. Absolutely. I, I think that's the apart from winning the MLS Cup on a penalty shootout, I believe, uh, or one of the rounds on a penalty shootout. I feel like this is the best game he's ever played. Uh, not wild. that he's not a good keeper, but it was just all the time just making these ridiculous saves, and it was getting so frustrating. And then, yeah. of course, you know, the the um, Yakamaki's uh, goal that was called for offside, which was which was ridiculous, but nothing yeah. much you can do about that. Um, the lineswoman, is that what I say? Or I say the third official? Or not even third, right? Like The assistant referee? Second. The assistant referee. Oh, Sorry. I'm still learning it now. Um, so... I feel like she didn't she didn't call it the way it's been emphasized to be called the past couple of years where you're supposed to let it go and then let VAR be the judge, right? Of whether Stop or not it's explaining Tim. Oh my god, right. I am probably going to get hate for this. But no, I mean <laughs> No, legitimately, it maybe it maybe I'm thinking more along the lines of EPL, but you see a lot more like letting the ball, letting it play and then and then looking at it after the fact. But one thing I will say in in her defense and also uh, against what you guys are saying about that, we didn't have a lateral TV angle. They didn't have. No. How do we still not have that angle at this I point? I don't know. Like, I don't know. With so, all of the technology we have for every broadcast, every game, every metric, like how can we not just get a line of sight directly top down onto a field somehow? Like it makes no sense to me. Yeah. I don't know either, but I, I don't. I, it's hard for me because it was so it was fractional. Like it's hard to tell whether or not, um, whether or not where she was, where she would have been lateral, like in line with them, she would have yeah. seen something else. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. It anyway, like her view was blocked by him. Yakamakis, yeah, with. yeah, yeah. I think um, you know the lines they show on the Premier League when they yeah. check in the bar. So apparently. Listening to I listened to Doug Robeson's part, and he was saying they don't have that technology in the package that they've subscribed to, which is crazy. I thought that would just be, um, you know, part of the package. Why would you? Why would I mean? Was that light item really that much for what um, Apple TV for the VAR for MLS? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I would think Howard Webb, being a man from that was refing in, in EPL and being the head of pro, right. Would probably want to have that stuff at his disposal. I, I feel know. like it's just going to help PRO 
to be as transparent as possible. It, where we as fans get frustrated and rain our hate and rage down on PRO is because we don't understand why. They just go behind yeah. this wall of smoke and come out with some bullshit. And then you're like, well, that's that doesn't help us explain the game. That doesn't get us more um, involved and more excited. I mean, it was great. I remember the best part of the MLS is back tournament is you could hear the refs talking to the players. Like I remember someone was taking a penalty and you could hear the conversation. The ref was saying he's telling the goalkeeper he needs to stay in his line. He's going to enforce this. And it was great because you had that level of transparency. Yeah. Yeah. I'd right. love to hear, like, I know that from a, from a, from a lot of different perspectives, it would never happen both because it, it allows other teams to have more, I don't know, uh, tactical awareness of other teams, but I'd love to have just a mic'd up broadcast to where like, I don't want to hear the broadcasters. I want just tons of mics on the field to where that's all I hear is just what's happening on the field, what the players are saying and communicating to each other, ambient noise from the crowd. That's all I want. I don't want to fucking hear anybody talk. I just want to hear players communicating with each other and what's happening on the actual field. And then if the ref is having a conversation, it clicks into his mic so that you can hear what he's saying. If he's talking to other players or whatever on the field, like I would love that. Um, oh yeah. But it'll hear never the happen. conversation between the ref and the, and the fourth yeah. the video assistant. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that guy. would be great. Yeah. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, go through and acknowledge the folks that have exploded in the traps be in, you know, perfectly Nathan explosion being the first uh, Brandon Scott, Jay Hannibal, Brittany S uh, Bradley D that's Kevin's burner account. Um, Patrick Delaney. Powerful. Yeah. Edgar, Edgar Hernandez. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Sean Johnson. I mean, to go back to that, if it weren't for him, Hosetti would have he would have had a hat trick, right? Oh man! Oh yeah, so yeah. Two- you talk about yeah. You talk about Hosetti. Like Dan kind of hit the nail on the head last week, talking about how great he was playing last week. And again, you talk about improvements week over week. From week one to week two, his performance has only gotten that much better i mean it was tenfold what he even did in week one and i thought he had a pretty good performance in week one all things considered and so for him to come out and light things up like he did especially with those shots on goal was phenomenal yep i mean he led the team with three shots and he got subbed out what minute did he get subbed out it was like 60 something right yeah three shots in 60 minutes that's pretty good especially he scored on 60 he came oh, out. Gotcha. Oh, he came out right at the end at ninety. Excuse me. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I thought he played really well. Um, you know, to go back to the goal that we gave up, it's. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on whether or not you feel like that was like a cohesive thing, uh, a individual error by Gutman giving him time and watching or what. But um, you really can't. I, I didn't realize just how prolific uh, Bernadeschi's been since he came to Toronto, but he scored 10, 10 goals in his 15 matches in league play for Toronto on a bad Toronto team last year, no less. And he's a world-class player. He's 29. He came over here from Juve, right? Like, it's, it's not like – it's it's a guy you can't just, like – you can't give that guy space. Right. 
or he's going to absolutely uh, make you pay. He, he should have had another goal earlier on in the match, too. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who? what was – what happened? Like, what was the breakdown? What did you guys – what did you guys see from that? Because it looked like ball watching to me. Yeah, I think Bradley had a really intelligent pass through to Bernadeschi, and then Boo. he just yeah, God Almighty, he just sprinted straight through. Uh, and it looks like there was a miscommunication who was going to pick him up. And then um, I was listening to one of the other podcasts who was saying because. Oh, that was it. It was Joe Patrick. He was saying the uh, on the Brick by Brick series, Guzan was talking about how he needs to um, work again on his angles and getting back to fitness and getting back to like that game uh, game standard. And it looked to me that he he did actually have a bit of a um, he didn't he wasn't aware where his near post was, and he seemed to give it a lot more space. So. It was. I mean, it was still a really. You're saying you got to give credit. I mean, he's, he's what twenty yards out. Just a, yeah. I mean, he he slots it in right at the bottom of that right hand post. Like it, it was a great shot on frame. Like he put it in the one spot he really needed to to get it by him. Like I don't take the the two goals that Atlanta's conceded so far this season. I take with a grain of salt. All things considered, they're not the you know, people just completely losing their man or not being in a position with a wide open goal or Guzan just letting it go in between his legs or just some boneheaded thing. You know, those two goals, in my opinion, those are going to happen. I mean, good goals are going to, if the goals we're conceding are quality goals, I'm more than happy to concede those. It's the ones where people are completely out of position or not, you know, not even putting a body on somebody is those are the frustrating goals to let in. Yeah. Especially whenever they happen consistently on things like set pieces, you know, like that's what, that's what's frustrating. Whenever you're letting in multiple set piece goals week after week that people aren't man marking whatsoever. Yep. Well, yeah. yeah, for sure. I haven't let any set piece goals in this year. No. And also I, I know we're early in the season, but the two teams that we've played, we've held them under what they scored in the other games. Again, only two matches, but I mean, Toronto came in, they scored two in their first match against DC and then San Jose scored two last night, two nights ago. Uh, I guess it was, I guess it was Saturday, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm relatively happy with the way that our defense has been playing all things considered. I feel like it's been, um, yeah, it's been, I think we, uh, yeah, it's banned. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think on Saturday maybe we were talking about that, Kevin. During like just talking, obviously it pre, it was a precursor to Bernadeschi scoring a goal. But talking about how happy I was, like we're not giving up goals. Like uh, our defense is playing pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, I think they had that. what three shots the entire first like the first 60 minutes or something. I think they had three shots at that point. Like I, three I more than man had. you had yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I mean, how many did they have by the end of the game? Like seven? Um uh Four. Toronto? Yeah. Four. Yep. Yeah, so they only had three leading up to their goal and they didn't put any more on frame after the fact. Like I said, it wasn't it wasn't like they put on a clinic for the night, you know? No. Um and Guzan had speaking of which, those of those shots, Guzan did have a fantastic save 
prior to the goal going in. That was just a great heads up play right in front of them inside the six to to stop oh, yeah. that from being a, a two goal uh, lead there. So those have been some really bright spots. Guzan Robinson coming back from injury, and then the past two games, Hosetu and Ibarra have been fantastic. I mean, yeah. Hosetu. He was ranked. I'm looking on who scored. He was our highest rated player. Oh no, I'm sorry. Armada was point a tenth uh, rated higher than him. But um, man, I was. I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of excited at the beginning watching. It's. It seemed like Miguel Barry had a little bit of link up play and was doing a little better and getting involved at the beginning. But then it seemed to peter out as we got towards halftime. It definitely did. And I think ultimately it was good to have GG in waiting to to kind of transition in as that production waned in the later minutes. Um, I mean, look, that's that's clearly who the starter is going to be. Um, maybe as soon as this week, who knows? But oh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, so. it yeah. was it was like you said, Tim, it was good to see him get in position. He had some good touches. Um you know, everybody's still for as standout of performance there were for some players like Josetu Almada's been great the first couple of weeks. You know, so Caleb Wiley's been one that I feel like is still trying to kind of get his feet under him. Like I can't tell which way to sort of lean with him so far this season. It seems like he's consistently getting into good positions on the field and and creating space and creating opportunities but his final touch has just been a little erratic and he's been, I don't know if it's been Pineda that's asking him to do it, but he has been all over the place as far as a, a positional uh, standpoint too, with how far up they're pushing, uh, pushing, pushing, <laughs> <laughs> pushing Gutman and uh, Wiley on that left side. Um, uh, Wiley almost got on the end of a goal there. Uh, he, he, got on the end of a cross in from uh, Lennon, I believe at one point in time. Um, yeah, I've, I'm so excited to see how he does in like mid, how he is in what form he's in midway through the season. I, I feel like Wiley. he just, yeah, Wiley, he's just got so much yeah. potential. And to, to Kevin's point, I think he's not got his feet under him yet, but there's, there's still a fair amount of time to go. Um, yeah. And, and I think that, when um, Etienne is up and running, you know, Whitey's going to play backup uh, to Etienne. But yeah, it's... Etienne seems solid. I, I like him in possession. I like him moving forward too, and in that in that corner, uh, he seems dangerous. He seems to um, seems to be able to work himself in a good space. But like, for, as far as Wiley's concerned, I like everything I see out of him, but his. And this is going to sound bad, but like his touch, it just seems a little, like you said, Kevin erratic, but like, right. I feel like he's to me, I feel like he's getting in good, dangerous positions. I don't mind a winger being a little erratic and in, in positioning and in his runs, being able to keep the defenders on their toes. But yeah, the, yeah, it definitely, it's, there is some like decent link up play that he's had with Gutman, but that was, I think more in the first game that led to the, to the penalty. But, um, yeah, I definitely need to have some uh, some volley drills, I feel like, in training this week. Man. There were several goals left on the table, one of which by Miles Robinson right in front of goal to where he just 
Like none of those guys could seem to get on the end of a volley inside of the 18 to save their lives. Like there were several of them just served up on a platter that just got put into the upper deck of Mercedes Benz by the time somebody touched it. Yeah, it was it was a little uh, frustrating, but you know, don't forget Wiley's ten weeks ago, about ten weeks ago, Wiley turned eighteen. Right, I mean, he's yeah. crazy. Oh, young. It, I just, I mean, I f- keep on forgetting how young he is. Yeah, I feel, I feel a lot more um, excitement for him than anything. Oh my God, Kevin, get rid of that! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> for those of you listening, Kevin's posting chat spam from twitch on the thing it's not great what um, man it's interactions i just want to i just want to relate to the people oh gosh Lost shout out to uh, anal decree hi i want to offer a promotion of your channel viewers no i'm just kidding Keep going. Uh, quality's guaranteed <laughs> uh, I that's kind of how i feel like about these last two games we had fantastic quality unfortunately we didn't we haven't been able to convert as many shots into goals, but I still, I, I, I feel like we the foundations are being laid right now. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of exciting potential, uh, an upward trajectory for this team. You know, what is crazy to me? We don't know if these are our good performances or, or our bad performances yet. Right. Ooh, ooh. No, really. Like when I think about expectations, nobody knew what to expect coming in to see people all up in arms that this is the same shit I saw last year. I've seen nothing different than last year. It's like, you have no idea if right now, if, if this is us getting comfortable and getting up and going, or if this is static, like if we're maintaining status quo, yeah, like we have a like a, pretty big overhaul right like we're dealing with a lot of a lot of moving pieces and to be honest i i'm very happy with four points out of the first two yeah i know people can say it's the same shit as college football right like we have no idea who's going to be good coming in because mls has such crazy turnover to not like toronto could be a great team to like san jose could be a great team we don't know what that like we might as well start throwing preseason rankings on it and make people even more mad. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's a little frustrating because people are like, these aren't even the good teams. How do you know they're not good teams? Like, how do you know these aren't going to be playoff teams? teams? I do too. I, I absolutely do. And you look at, you're telling me a team that has uh, Matt Hedges, Mark Anthony K, Michael Bradley, uh, Bernadeschi, Mike, or, um, Osorio, Jonathan Osorio and Richie Larea and, and Sean Johnson is a bad team. Yeah. And and they don't have they don't have Insigne still, or they don't have him after the first match. I don't know, man. Um it's I don't know, it's just a little it's a little frustrating. So Yep. It is. But you know, you you're always gonna get those people. We were spoiled. So I mean really were spoiled. Oh, with those first two seasons, so. I do miss Frank DeBoer sometimes. I, I like <laughs> Pineda though. I'm, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I just, I don't think DeBoer got a, lo- a long enough tenure. No, I mean, never fill a great man's shoes. Yeah, no, that's true. And then if you're Tata Martino, you never go back, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, I, I would come back here if I was him. Yeah, I don't know. Um, this is the best start to the season Atlanta United has ever had from a points perspective. Wow, really? 
Have we always I, lost I, the second I think, game? I think I read that somewhere. Or the first game. You or remember four nothing to Houston? <laughs> yeah, sure yeah. In our championship year, mind you. Mm-hmm. Um, Back in the salad days. The what? The salad days, like the golden days. It's the same. Thing. Oh, uh, it's uh, is that yeah? It's a Midlands thing. I've never heard that in my life. Weird. Heard it over here. Oh wait, Joe Johnstone said twenty twenty. Was that the best start to the season? He's uh, well. We beat um, we beat Nashville. We beat Nashville, and we beat the team we played before them, and then oh, COVID hit. I thought this was the. For some reason I and I'm just it's just misinformation. I guess I was just reading. Uh, somebody had tweeted that out. I don't know. It didn't have the context thing around it. So. Yeah. Did Burton Boise was he in last week or she? I I don't know. Um, the only time we won the first game besides this year, the world ended. That's right. Okay. That's what I was saying. How's our uh, How's Joseph watched this week? Uh, still no goals. No goals. How's the, how's the boy doing? How's his How's his Has he Is he even starting? It doesn't yeah, even yeah, he like is. He's starting. He started both games, yeah. but he's yeah, still my... not. But he's still not. I mean, he's not in the top performers based on what I'm seeing on who scored um, for Inter Miami. Um, no, he's not. Hmm. Um. Joe Johnstone, this front four versus any in the history of the club, who's the best? I'm hoping he will. I mean, it's got to be Joseph Almiron. Man, I'm trying to remember who else is out there. The Alba. Gressel. Was Gressel a winger? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had a side. Before he switched to right, right back, he was playing yeah. wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be the ones that want it's, to go. It's too early to say right now. Like, is it the best? To Tim's point earlier, like, I don't know. I mean, it's two games. Like, do they keep this up and, you know, make a really phenomenal run over the course of this entire season or, or somehow spring – you know, springboard into next season. Granted, I don't think half of this front four is going to be here next season. Also the front four, you know, one of which we've only seen play for 20 minutes. So I think it's too early to tell for me. Um, I think the obvious choice is, you know, right now the best in club history is probably that. I don't know if it would be the first front four, because I wouldn't put the Assad group in that. Um, but the Gressel, um, the Gressel, Joseph, Miggy, um, Tito, Tito. I think that's that's top right now for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be the ones who won. Hard to cup. beat. And in the record-breaking score uh, goal-scoring season for Joseph. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's hard to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Joe saying, I feel like this group may have the highest ceiling. Uh, yeah, I could see that too. I don't know. It's, know. They got to win the cup, right? That's that would be. If yeah, they don't win exactly. the cup, they're not the exactly. They're exactly. not the ones. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what were you guys' thoughts of uh, Yorgos Yakamakis? 
Uh, I was really uh, encouraged. I thought he came on. He seems to have that um, Josie Altador type body type, like he definitely big does. Shoulders and then like or, uh, little Jordan legs. or or the jo- it, he's yeah the the Josie or the Jordan Morris body type is yeah. definitely like those very big shoulder like wide frame sort of attacking player for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's I mean, bullshit. Would... Nobody's nobody's built like a Mack truck like Jordan Morris in this league. <laughs> <laughs> that is the widest man I've ever seen play yeah, forward no in this league. He is an absolute force. And I say that with the utmost respect. That dude is a bruiser and he's also fast and he can fucking score. And Seattle is already winning because they're in midseason form from I don't even know, man. They're that's uh, fucking nuts. Like that's not good for the league, by the way, that Seattle's already on six points uh, two games into the season. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. But, uh, but I mean, uh, it was, I don't know. His posi- it, it was, too, I'm, I'm excited, but it's too small of a sample size. I feel like he got into the right areas. He skied one over the bar, didn't he? Who? Jordan Mara? Oh, Gigi? Yeah, yeah. Yakimakis. Uh, yeah, I think. Or did that get no, tipped for a corner? I think it got tipped for a yeah, corner. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. He was yeah. just, I just remember he took a, he was very um, active in the box. I felt oh, like yeah. there was a little bit more panic in the Toronto defenders. Where he was definitely like a power. Yeah. Yeah. He was a, what is it? Like a power well or gravity well, basically for yeah. defenders where anytime he got inside the six yard box, he was just, getting glommed onto it seemed like and that's great i mean let's yeah. make some space for Aruju, lennon gutman and almada dorman in the box almada to clean up you know that's exactly it man uh and rosetto to just uh hit the long shots <laughs> yeah no i agree i agree do, do we see uh Hasatu or um ibarra getting sat whenever the the other sosa Whenever Sosa or Alonso and or Alonso are back, do you see? I them? definitely think they would not against with Alonso. I think they've cemented themselves um, too much for Alonso to come in. But I'm not sure, and I'm not sure about Sosa because Ibarra and Hisetu seem to be working so well together. Yeah. Do you want to upset that right now? Right. Or do right. you want to kind of just build more chemistry? I mean, that's the thing that we haven't had for years is consistency. Right. Right. Yeah. And you're going to need that depth eventually. Like it's, it's not a matter of if, but when, you know, whether it's during open cup or injuries or, you know, just fatigue. I mean, you need to be able to have those guys there that, you know, you're not having to depend on them to play 90 minutes for 30 something matches straight. You know, it's just, isn't Sosa kind of an expensive player to have on the bench? He is, but uh, knowing oh the talent that he provides, I'm not. So was Joseph. Kind of proving my point. Like, wh- how did that end? Yeah. Yeah, but you're not so, gonna. I feel like we, <laughs> let's pump the brakes. I mean, let's. He, you got to give him a, a a chance to play. I mean, to Kevin's point, I think I mean there's definitely going to be opportunity, whether it's just oh, yeah. ma- managing minutes, whether it's uh, you know some sort of training uh, schedule, maybe provides Sosa a uh, an opportunity 
um, or God forbid, injury or something like that. But yeah, he's he's great to. Oh my I'd God. like you, to see this develop, this this midfield right now. You talk about God forbid injury whenever uh, Yakamakis went, went down, down. I was like, oh, are you fucking kidding me, man? The first game this is really happening? Like, come on. Oh. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do if that happens uh, within these first couple of games. I just won't be able to take it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I love Sosa. I, I love what he brings to the table. I'm just saying, like, I don't know that you waste an asset like that on the bench. Granted, we haven't seen him healthy in a while, I feel like. Like, truly healthy and and reintegrated into the squad. Yeah. I think it depends how the first 50, 60 minutes go with Charlotte. <clears throat> and then if, you know, if we're just dominating, why not bring Sosa mm-hmm. in and... Mm-hmm. For one of Hisetu or Bar, depending on their energy levels, I agree, and see where they are. And and Brittany has said so. Some might be subbed in, and she also said Charlotte's on a big fat goose egg. Yep. Yeah, it's not all that trap surprising. Game. Trap game. It's a trap game. <laughs> I mean, it's at Bank of America, the bank as they call it, which is so you know so original. Yeah, well, I mean, it's I don't know, stupid. I don't know how to feel about that game. I still, I, I can't get up for the Charlotte games yet. Yeah. Oh, uh, like get to Charlotte or like get no, no. I, I feel like I, I don't get amped for Charlotte matches the way that I do for Orlando or even Nashville at this point. What about Red? Dude, I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you, Tim. I haven't been really hyped. And excited for an Atlanta match in a couple years. Like the even the Orlando, like uh, no matter who it's plastic. been the past couple of years, I've just been like, let's try to get a draw, baby. Like <laughs> I'm just in it for the draw. Speaking of which, score predictions week one we didn't do, but week two, your boy coming up strong with the one-one draw, baby. See, I'm about I to mute. I don't even remen- remember that. That's because you didn't predict it. Obviously, you wouldn't remember. <laughs> All right. So I muted Kevin because I have to get this in. He was sitting on my couch cheering Executive for a draw. Executive rights, motherfucker. He, w- he was cheering for a draw on the couch just so he could be right about his score prediction. That is how plastic this man is. This man is full of BPAs. <sighs> He's poisoning uh, the water. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> He's like um like an electro in um uh, Spider-Man, but instead of electric electricity, he went up to the uh, he goes up to train derailments and just sucks it all in. To, uh, <laughs> to, he soaks in all the plastic from the air. Oh just, my god. Yeah. Just gives him power. Yeah. Look, man. The water beads up and just falls right off. He can't even I didn't yeah. want a loss. At least I, w- I was pulling for a draw. You just better hope I don't call. <laughs> I'm not calling for the loss. So was he? Was Parada offside? Uh, not Parada, uh, right? Yakamakis. No, it was Parada. No, it was Parada. No, I still think that should have been a goal. I still think that. Should oh have yeah, been. you're right. Uh, that should have been a two-one game. I mean, yeah, I agree. But I was still excited that it was one-one. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still nice. <laughs> <to get that. laughs> Do you go out and make bets on Atlanta United to lose just so 
You win either way. <laughs> the regular Ivan Tony, regular uh, Daniel Sturridge over here, or um, Calvin Ridley, Pete Rose. There's do so many to do, choose man. from now. Gotta do what I gotta do. Yeah, you know. I don't know. I, I I'd rather draw one to one and get That's the score it, prediction baby. right. That's it. That's it. Uh, I mean, it's ultimately it is a little frustrating. I won't lie; it's a little frustrating to walk away from a match like that and lose two and points. And me be right? Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, that's the most <laughs> annoying thing. That's yeah. We're all we're all aware of that one. <laughs> we we just uh, do whatever it takes this season to make sure Kevin is wrong. Yep. If he if he predicts two one, we need a three one victory. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, Standout performers? Mm. Other than Hasatu? Yeah, I mean, so people have been rubbishing Arujo. I don't think he was that bad. I mean, he he was making some runs that were pulling guys away and doing some pretty good work off the ball. I mean, he he was rated one of the higher rated players. Um, I mean, I just, I wanted, like I said last week, I really wanted to succeed and I feel like he has the fundamentals to do that. It's just how much, I mean, defenders, he, he can come a gravity, become a gravity well himself. And maybe with, uh, Yako coming in, it gives Arujo a bit more space to work in. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't the question Tim asked, was it? No. So. Who's your standout performer? Well, he was saying other standout performers <laughs> other than Empire <laughs> Hazetu, so I was putting a plug in for Arusha. Does it say something to the fact that like I feel like I haven't even noticed Miles Robinson or Juanjo Parada in the back at all? Like that's a good thing, right? Like I haven't. We didn't have to. They didn't. They weren't on the other side of the field the entirety that's of fair. one match. Like. You've got an even smaller sample size because they haven't had to play defense at all in a full game, at least. Well, Parada had three shots. Robinson had a shot. I mean, dead. Robinson did not have a shot, dude. You can call it a shot, but that was not a shot. That went (laughs) way over. That was a clearance inside the opponent's six-yard box. It was not a shot. But the fact stands that, I mean, he's he seems to be doing incredibly well coming off this ACL yes. injury. Yes. And, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's been such a, um, a, a defensive rock. I, I know where two comes in, but I'm like, I wonder if there's a way we can figure out how to uh, keep him around. <laughs> because... They're going to have to pay, like a team would probably pay him DP money in this league uh, unless he goes to Europe. And obviously that's where I'd want him to go if he's going to leave. Yeah. But um, I don't want, but the thing is, I mean, he allows you to do so much more in attack and the way that Lagaway is working these salaries where more is spread around then maybe he you can afford to keep him. And I believe the contract offer was on the table two miles before Lagaway was brought in. So maybe there is a uh, 
I mean, I don't. Miles isn't going to sign anything until he until the season ends and he sees what offers are coming his way. So, uh, Atlanta United is going to be in a bidding war, I'm sure, if he uh, if we can't get something done before the end of the season, and I don't think we will. Yeah. But maybe that strategy Lagway is implementing allows us to pay him what he's looking for. Because I feel like he is someone who really makes his team work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So do you guys think that Toronto should have had a red card? Which challenge? I don't know. That's why I asked <laughs> it, so I didn't have to answer it. <laughs> I don't remember any horrible challenges. I don't either. I mean, probably, probably they should have had a red card. Yes, they definitely should have had a fucking red card. That's yeah. the answer. I don't even think they got carded the entire match, right? Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, no, it was just Abara and Etienne. Oh, man. How I thought for sure that uh, was it Ibarra that I thought he clipped uh, the guy in the back going for the challenge on the ball and he was oh, arguing yeah. with the ref. I was like, no, dude, you definitely clipped it. And they showed the replay. I was like, oh, that was a clean oh, yeah. dispossession that, that was yeah. like – it yeah. was just oh, right. clean because I was like, oh, how could you possibly have just made only contact with the ball? You were directly behind him. How did how like the physics don't even work out? And they replayed it was like, oh, that was that was dirty. That was really nasty. And and Pineda was like livid on the sideline in that like line judge in his face and in his ear for the rest of the night. Well, I mean, is that something new? By the way, sorry, Dan, to cut you off. I just want to say that the Pineda passion on the sideline, really getting into it, I feel like that seems like a new wrinkle to his managerial he's style. Precious, I, I think we got, I mean, I love Pineda, but I mean, he's got to be feeling some pressure this yeah. season. Yeah. And, sorry. Uh, to um, I mean, Neymar Sagafi just wants you to understand that he's the fucking Don. He's the guy on the field. He doesn't need any help. If, if he doesn't see it, then fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of all the things that we see and unsee, um, a little bit of foresight, if you will. Uh, you guys are ready for it. It's been, it's been a long wait, three quarters of the way through the show at this point. Uh, I can think of no better time than to get you primed and ready for an all-new... Fully prepped, fully loaded, heavy damper. <laughs> I love how it shaves out to my face. <laughs> That was Kevin putting up the uh, the Manscaped logo. That was me. Oh, sorry, Tim. I yeah. just assumed it was Kevin. Credit credit where credits due, please, Dan. Go for it. <laughs> Absolutely, man, Charlotte. What an unlucky team. Um, so they've conceded four goals. Their first goal against New England was at the death at in Bank of America Stadium, and it was. I can't remember the defender, but they cleared um, the shot, the initial shot that came in, and then the defender made a really 
lunging tackle or lunging block attempt to knock the ball out, which fell just to uh, Kessler's feet, the defender of New England. He just rocketed it right into the goal. It was an unlucky one. I felt bad for them. But then against St. Louis, I feel like there's a little bit of St. Louis that we need to talk about. Uh, They have done a lot with not much possession at all. And most of their goals have been pretty fortunate things. So against Charlotte, the first goal was an own goal off um, uh, Tijuana. Tijuana, that's not how you say his name. Tijuana, off the defender. And the second goal was a penalty off a handball. And the third goal was a complete back pass gift who... I mean, Klaus did pretty well to lift it over um, Cisnega's body, and but he was also falling down as that lob was put in. But those were some pretty lucky goals, pretty fortunate to have. And I know St. Louis have scored a lot, but I'm not convinced by St. Louis at all. Uh, I mean, they seem to have a lot of Red Bulls press in them, but... Um, I felt bad for Charlotte. I thought they were hurt, done by. Either way, uh, Charlotte is... I feel like Charlotte are not that great. They have a pretty heavy pass around their back line. So I was looking at uh, their last um, average of games. About 20% of their passes are between their back four. So I know Brant Bronico and Byrne will push up a lot further, but... It's still a lot of heavy possession around those back four. They keep more possession. They they had more of a balance against New England, but they still outed them on possession. And then uh, outed St. Louis a ton in possession there. So, But St. Louis were able to just, you know, be able to uh, get a lot of luck in their home opener against uh, Charlotte, which was unfortunate for them. So... Um, They've got a decent team. I mean, they've got uh, Swiderski on the right. They've got Ashley Westwood um, behind him. On hi- behind him, um, they they brought him in during the season. They also brought Capetti in. Capetti seems from the games I've seen, he gets pretty isolated up top. There seems to be a lot of build up, but it seems like Charlotte tends to have a lot more pass succession and build up within their own half but more significantly than the opponent's half. So they seem to just play around the back a lot uh, and let the opponents almost come to them and then try and um, push a a fast turnaround through uh, the middle um, and attack that way. So they're very weak on the wings. They're very prone to individual errors. Um, Atlanta United have very strong wing play. And I think uh, that's where we'll end up seeing a lot of success down their wings and with Almada being able to give a gut punch up the middle. But I feel like Araujo and Lennon and Gutman and Wiley or Etienne on the wings, we've got some really strong wings, so that could help really pin Charlotte back. Also, in shot-creating actions per 90 minutes, the opponents of Atlanta United, so the opponents' shot-creating actions against Atlanta United, is 13.5 shot-creating actions. So uh, 
those are plays, whether it's a corner free kick or uh, a live pass or a dead ball pass uh, that leads to a shot. So against Atlanta, opponents are getting 13.5 a game and Charlotte are getting, they're lending up 21. So the amount of shots that Atlanta United has been able to put on target in these past two games, I mean, the you're favoring Atlanta in that. Um, so a total of shot creation actions against Atlanta are 27 to Charlotte's 42. So there's a lot of opportunity there for Atlanta to get forward and really cause some problems. And so Snake is a, a decent keeper, um, but I think against... When the ball is, this is going to sound so stupid, but when the ball seems to be moving faster, I think he's going to be at a weaker point because it seemed a lot of shots that were coming to him, at least against St. Louis, it seemed that the ball was moving relatively slowly. So it's easy for him to like clear up. I mean, there were a couple of like very reaction saves, um, but those were more up close. And I feel like with what we can provide, and what potentially can happen, the chaos in the box can happen. There could be some fortunate deflections like we saw with Rosetto um, or just some fast moving and uh, accurate ball placement um, far away. But also, I mean, you're going to have hopefully Gigi's in the middle there and he can create a lot of um, competition and, um, and chaos and confusion in the box. So, man... I'm I'm going to go out of limb and say I'm pretty confident against Charlotte. I mean, Kevin's point, I know a trap game, but I feel like I just don't think that Charlotte has the cohesiveness together that Atlanta United at this point in the season seems to have over other teams. I would not say that Toronto had that same sort of chemistry that we had, and I certainly wouldn't say San Jose did either, though they did have a really nice first goal that was more of a team goal, but... It, they still allowed uh, us to win the game to beat them in the end. So I feel like on our chemistry level, we're actually doing really well. So it's just a, another reason why I want to see Ibarra and Hazetto in that midfield where we can actually have that more consistency as a squad together. So, so what's the score prediction, baby? Let's hear it. Man, if we can score first... I feel like that is going to be a huge, huge advantage to Atlanta because then it's going to force Charlotte to be all out of there. I mean, they I mean, they lost against New England in like the, the last minutes of the game uh, and um, they were leading St. Louis before St. Louis just, um, well, before they basically gave St. Louis the game. So I think... If we score first, I feel like this could be a really heavy goal tally for Atlanta United. So uh, I'm going to go 3-1 Atlanta. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I hear you there for sure. Um, go ahead, Tim. No, I was going to I was just going to say something similar, but I, I think we give up more than one goal and say 3-2. Oh, you fuckers. You, you, you took both my primary and my secondary predictions. So now... I have to do it. I've got to. I've got to come up with something new. Uh, three, three. Oh, thank God he's muted. Well, great show, Tim. Uh, I can't hear him at all. I didn't mute you, Kevin. 
How did how did I get muted? I didn't. I have no, I, I have no idea. But I tried to unmute you, and it said I didn't have access to do it because I didn't wow. do it originally. Wow, wow, Dan did it. Uh, can Can Atlanta keep up the press on the road? Uh, can they? Yes. Will they? I don't think so. I think that was a concerted effort by Pineda to be a very high pressing attacking team here at home, specifically um, with. Uh, Yakamakis being in the lineup and starting, I don't know that that is going to the, be the approach for that match. Um, so I I think it will still be a high-scoring game, to Dan's point and to Tim's point. Um, but I will say another draw for week three, and I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Um, mm. I think I, two, I, I two, wanted to... Toot, toot. But the good news is Atlanta stays undefeated um, in the Withdraws. <laughs> withdraws. But, hey, man, um, better than losses. So why do you think that on the road they wouldn't be able to uh, keep up the pressure? Do you think it's more of a instructional thing, instructional thing from Pineda? Or- yes, yes, He's gone again. Quit, man. Mute, quit muting yourself, Kevin. Dude, I you saw my hands. Like I my hand would have to be up here. Like I literally haven't been touching it. Did you hit your space bar or something? No, I can't even reach my laptop unless I reach all the way over there. It's just for whatever reason, it just keeps muting me automatically. Um that's weird. anyway. Uh but why why would he do that? I think it's to send a message here at home. It's not to say, like I said, I don't mm. think that it's a matter of him not being capable of doing that on the road. I just think that it's a, it's a very clear um, coaching opportunity and in, in a directional mentality for Pineda to be an aggressive high pressing team here at home. Um, he did not allude to the fact that that was how they want to play week in and week out. He just said specifically at home, that's mm-hmm. how they want to play. They want to get opponents on their heels when they're at home. I think that, you know, if you try to do that on the road and you sort of lose that momentum and you get, you could easily get down early and then have the crowd against you too, on top of that. And I, I just think that there's, there's a little bit of a different tactical approach whenever you're a visiting team on the road. You know, I just, I, I don't see this team. It's not to say that they can't be, we saw 2018 Atlanta United be a, a high press team pretty much through and through. Um, but I just don't think right now that that's what they're really intending to do week in and week out. At least I don't get that impression. Gotcha. Uh, Nathan Explosion, Charlotte got embarrassed by St. Louis. They may be out for blood. Their coach might start getting worried if they lose three in a row. So this might light a fire in them, and that very well could be the case. Yeah. Um, and plus, I mean, they've been dealing with, uh, you know, the Anton Walk stuff. I mean, that's got to be a, a real heavy thing to do. You've lost a whole bunch. I mean, if you think about it coldly, you know, you've lost that chemistry that you had. I mean, he was such a, such a leader for the guys. Now someone else has to step up and take his, take his place. Deborn boys, a this game at noon is trash. (laughs) Yeah. Going to be, uh, going to be trying to watch it while also probably getting woke or not getting woken up, getting interrupted by 
a child waking up from a nap mid-game. Yeah. Yeah. Will yeah. she watch them with you, or is she too active? Like- oh, dude, she is. Right, it's both. Right, she's obsessed with soccer. Uh, Saturday morning, she comes out and immediately turn. Like, I get her. Whatever we get, we get done get milk, reading some books, and then we come out to the living room, and she immediately points to the TV and goes, ball, 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 like, tries to get me good to turn girl. it on. Yeah, good girl. Yeah, she's kicking the soccer ball with me, like, with intent. It's pretty pretty heartwarming. I'm not awesome. going to lie. Yeah. Yep, FIFA's, yeah. FIFA 23 is bringing in the NWA, NWSL at the end <laughs> yeah. of March. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I know they've had the international teams for a while, right? A couple years mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's a big fan. She's she especially likes whenever uh, we get to watch Liverpool hang seven on Manchester United. We get to yes. watch the front three all score a brace and then have maybe maybe my favorite player of all time come off the bench and score a goal. And, yeah, that shit's uh, really put it away. Yeah, it's what it, one of my buddies sent me a bunch of like but he's like do you want a bunch of stuff that if you have manchester united friends it'll piss them off i was like sure <laughs> one of the things was he's like i just watched the man U game they were lucky to have zero goals or something like that it was just like that's it was bad like yeah it, i was it, checking like was it like a backup lineup though why you would do that against liverpool i don't know but i was like no it, that's no pretty yeah. much the guys it's an aging lineup and um liverpool are going back to their normal form and i think man you are crashing down to earth right now well because, they won the carabao cup so yeah i mean darwin accomplished dude darwin nunez is guy's a killer he is an unbelievable player and the amount of like shit that he was getting early on for like missing chances is uh, people are going to be eating their words cuz he is an unbelievable player who he scored that filthy uh the back heel against back real heel goal. yeah we don't talk about that game though yeah cuz after that goal yeah it was not oh, good yeah. but yeah. but maybe next week we go into the Bernabeu and uh hang four on him and hopefully not allow any more in yeah it was a it's a hell of a match yesterday it's always fun to watch man you lose but even better at the hands of uh at the hands of liverpool so um hey we didn't talk about the jim Curtin stuff either of the comments right whether oh. it's the ted lasso stuff or it's the uh the uh what was the other thing he was talking about oh oh driver's licenses inside of mercedes-benz yeah what a douche, man. Why why would I mean you are trying your the organization you you work for is trying to promote soccer in this country and you are actively telling that you need to be at a certain standard in order to be a real fan. I mean, come on. Are you I mean it's bush league is what it is. It's absolute butthurt bush league. What a douchebag. Yeah. yeah, I've got nothing to add to that. <laughs> yeah, and Philly lost to Miami. That's great. I hate Philly. Well, I hate Jim Curtin. Um, and unfortunately, Philly are a, uh, an extension of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, we can uh, just dominate them, but oh, I'm not going to be looking forward to playing that game. Yeah, me neither. <sighs> All right. All right. Um, Anything else for tonight, guys? No. Nope. That pretty much closes us out. So um, 
Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Um, you can find us all collectively on Twitter at Home Before Dark. That's before spell being the number four. Be sure to like and subscribe at that bell icon. Even if you're not subscribed, to get a notification whenever we go live, hang out with these lovely people here in the trap. Thank you guys all for for hanging out with us and, and adding to the show each and every week. Um, in the interim, you can also find us all independently. Where do they find you guys? You can find me at DNJMS. DNJ, I'm a mess. DNJ, I'm a mess. Yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Tim Herb. And you can find me at The Architect. That's at the underscore ARC number one T-E-C-T. Thank you guys so much. Uh, looking forward to another undefeated match coming back from Charlotte next week. Until then, as always, be home before dark. No, no damn quips. No tagline. <laughs> <laughs>